Welcome to the PDPW Podcast, brought to you by Professional Dairy Producers, Dairy's professional development organization. Hello, friends, and welcome to another PDPW Podcast. My name is Tom Thibodeau, talking to you from La Crosse, Wisconsin, where I teach servant leadership at Viterbo University. I'm here today as we reminisce about the goodness of this past year. It's so good talking with you again, uh, particularly at this time of the year, when it's a time for friends and family, a time for reminiscing. Human beings are flesh and blood, memories and hope. And as we come to a year's end, the time of Christmas and the new beginnings that begin in January, we always have a chance to kind of look back and to think. And it seems to me that at this time, uh, memories are that much more sharpened, much more intense. When I was a younger man in my 30s, I think I was uh, quite self-righteous. I thought I knew more than I actually did. I worked with a, a group of people, and I'd speak, and they'd smile, and I thought I was being kind of maybe cute or funny. I realize now they were thinking to themselves, maybe one day he'll grow up. I can remember uh, turning 50 and realizing that the, the world isn't all about me, and then I learned at 55 that it never was. Oh, isn't it amazing to be able to look back in terms of our own youth and we kind of smile in terms of the things that we didn't know or didn't understand. And then I heard a gentleman say that after you pass 70, which I have now, that what happens is that all of our lives are like a Dickens novel. All the past characters and the past plots are summed up in the final chapter of our lives. Isn't it true? And as you get a little bit older, you start thinking and your memories become that much more sharpened in terms of your growing up and what it was like uh, in your own families. Um, one of the phrases that we use in terms of people of our day when speaking to younger people are, oh, back in the day. Oh, back in the day when stories were formed and now are retold. Back in the day, songs were learned by heart and now sung together. Uh, back in the day, memories were cherished and elders respected, and hospitality was a way of life. Back in the day. Back in the day when we were not being entertained by handheld devices or any kind of technology that was available to us, we had ourselves. Back in the day, we, we, we gave our lives over to imagination and storytelling, to play and reflection uh, back in the day, we recognized that time spent with the people that we loved, family and friends, was more important than anything else. Back in the day, you had a marvelous sense of wonder. Wonder, that's the word of the day, wonder. Uh, sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I, I wonder at what's going to come next, having seen so many things that have taken place you and I grew up in a time in which there were party lines on the telephone. You picked up your telephone at home and you had to wait until somebody else was done speaking before you could get in. I oftentimes wonder how people got the attention of the police or fire department when they had to wait on a party line. And then we remember dial phones. Isn't that rather amazing? And I remember those first uh, travel phones that people carried in a bag, uh, oftentimes in their car for work. They were the size of small suitcases. And now we have a computer-like device that we can stick in our pocket and talk to anybody in the world at any time that we wish. I wonder how did this all come to be. I wonder what it's going to be like for the next generation. However, wonder is, a, is the ability to behold beauty in the present moment, 
the ability to behold beauty in the present moment. And where do we find beauty in the present moment? Well, we find it in the gift of nature. Here in Wisconsin today, the north the ship wind has shifted to the north, and the north wind that blows is cold and biting, and the sun is out, and flurries are in the sky, and it reminds us of the changing time of seasons. I wonder how is it that the natural world will begin to heal itself. I wonder will we have enough snow and and moisture this this winter so that we do not have to worry about drought uh, in the fall. I, I wonder how is it that we might come together and build unity amongst people where we oftentimes hear about division. I wonder how is it that we sometimes neglect and uh, misunderstand that there is so much goodness. Yesterday I was struck by wonder when I watched a TV program of a teacher in Houston, Texas, teaching his elementary school students about kindness using clips from television from Steve Hartman, who travels the road for CBS, finding the stories of people doing good, good people working together for a good greater than themselves. And what happened was in this small classroom of elementary school teachers, students, the students watched and were filled with wonder when they saw a gentleman dressed in red anonymously handing out $100 bills to people who were unsuspecting. $100 at Christmas time to people who needed money for gas, people who needed money for co-pays or for medication, people who were trying to buy a Christmas present for their children. And I wonder at the goodness of all of that. And the children said to each other, we can do this. And without much prompting from the teacher, the students started to hold bake sales. They started to make phone calls, and they raised $8,700. And then each of the children were given a certain amount of money and then went to out to where people were shopping. They went in groups of two, and they handed out $100 bills. And they saw the faces of people light up. A woman who was just diagnosed with cancer and didn't know she's on her last $20. And here are children who come and say, Merry Christmas. And then there's a wonderful scene where this nine-year-old little girl burst into tears of joy and said, I have never felt this way before. I am so overwhelmed. I never knew that generosity could feel so good. And no longer do I wonder when despair about the next generation. I wonder how is it that you and I and every elder can take an active role in the lives of children and help them to build up their lives into lives of beauty and a work of art. I wonder how our elders invested themselves in us so that we've enjoyed a life of privilege that we've had for a lifetime. And I wonder as I begin a new year, how is it that we as adults may help continue to build a world worthy of our children? Like back in the day when the elders in our lives took a significant interest in us and helped us to celebrate. Here is an article that my father wrote and appeared in our local paper on December 23rd, 1989, back in a day. My father at age 70 went back and took a class on memories and memoirs and began to write about his early life. And these writings are some of the most cherished 
um, articles that I own. I've read academic journals. I've published in academic journals. I quote academic journals. But these stories from back in the day of my own father are a collective wisdom of who and whose I am. My father writes, Christmas in a small village in the 1920s was different. There was no television commercials telling you what you needed or can't live without. We had no furnished funds, so we made our own. We played hockey outdoors. Can you imagine that? Without modern-day distractions, Christmas became a major and wonderful event. Not a two-month sale. Our church was the core of socialization, and worship was the, so was the occasion of midnight mass was our Super Bowl, attended by the entire family. Babysitters in those days were called parents or brothers and sisters. Being of tender years, we had to take a nap before church. Our mother called us at 11 p.m. Mark, Jeannie, Patrick, get up and dress. It's time for church. It was Christmas Eve. Do you think that we were sleeping? Now to get dressed. And I got to wear my new shoes. Bad thing was I had to wear my overshoes. So who would ever see my new patent leathers? Jeannie had a new coat and she always had new stuff. While well, I had to wear the things that Mark didn't wear out or ruin. Wish we I had been better at both. Off to St. John's, we go on a Willis night. The church was beautifully decorated, and every candle was trying to outdo itself and outshine the next one, as were some of the ladies. The crowd, which included some Christmas and Easter customers, were faced for standing room only. The regular members of the church had their own pews, so we had no problem. But I had a problem with cute little Marie, whose parents had one half of our pew. Not a problem. I just wanted to talk and giggle as a six-year-old can. But Marie's mother, Cora, would have none of it. The mass was long and mostly in Latin, French, and incense. The choir you wouldn't believe. Silent night sounded like the Badham Helm of the Republic, labored and long and not very silent. After church, people were friendly and cheerful. They chattered and even hugged the kids. Everyone talked to everyone. Next, we went to Grandma Mary's house and Aunt Emma's house, and now I could take off my overshoes, but what good? Grandma couldn't see far down enough to see my new shoes, so she always said, Patrick, that's a nice bow tie. Sure, Grandma, it was before Mark put polka dots of gravy on it. This was a time for a treat to remember. They served La Tourtière, a French meat pie. I haven't seen this dish anywhere since they left us. And they've all left us now, except Jeannie and me. The Christmas Eve ritual was more Merry Christmas than any part of the holiday, and having lived it with my mother, Jenny, Father Art, Brother Mark, Sister Jeannie, Grandma Mary, and Aunt Emma were the gifts that I remember best. So please, Lord, accept my thanks for those many Merry Christmases and bless those who are now with you. They made my Christmases truly merry and are the Christmases that I will treasure forever. Back in the day, and as I read that, I'm reminded of my father's love. My father, who's been dead now for 25 years, and mother's been gone for 19. But every time we gather at this time of the year, we remember them. We we make my mother's spaghetti and meatballs as our Christmas Eve celebration. We always cook out on Christmas Day and January 1st because that's what my father did to take some pressure off of my mother after the holidays. All these small acts of love. And I wonder, will I continue to be as loving? Would I be the person that I am today had I not been given the people who have loved me for a lifetime? So many things to think about, so many things to remember. 
But what's most precious is to see the beauty in the ordinary, children being generous, friends gathering with each other, family sitting around a table, sharing a meal, telling stories, singing the songs from their youth, which they hope that their children will find to be inspiring, just like back in the day. It's always so good to talk to you, always so good to reminisce, and particularly to speak to the people that we may never meet, but whose lives make our lives wonderful because of their good hard work on the land and in their communities. Happy New Year, my friend. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.